and it's a further opportunity to develop the mind. It's a situation here that allows us to do this, which is really pretty amazing. Um, Bhavana, cultivation, developing the mind. Of course, we develop the mind a lot of the time in doing kinds of things, intelligence and calculations and figuring things out. But Bhavanar is, is different from that, isn't it? It's uh, what differentiates Bhavanar from Bhava, becoming. What's the difference and what's the point of that? You know, Bhavanar is causing, causing fruitful potential to arise Bhava is more the compulsive trajectories the mind gets into where it uses its strength its power its intelligence towards things that are of the nature of time time and identity becoming so movement in time, which is such a common trajectory, we hardly really notice it, is building things up so that, uh, taking things down so that. It's the cause and effect, and that it's aiming towards something in time, You know, which is what we're doing most of the time. Yesterday I was a planning meeting, you yeah. know, Planning, so one aspect of it is planning, strategic plans, objectives. What happens if the dam breaks in 20 years' time? Maybe we should start saving money to to make sure that we have enough money to repair the dam in 25 years' time. Yeah? Yeah, true. What happens if a volcano erupts under southern Britain? We should have a volcano fund. Or, you know, we have uh, global warming and all the people from Africa move in. So we're having to have six people in our room, share rooms with various, um, you know, people who are thrown out of desert lands. Water dries up, finishing, no more water. Actually, you know, you realize when you start to move in time, it just gets pretty, there's no end to it, actually, of what could and should and would be better if, and that's that's why it, uh, you know, there isn't an end to that, is there? We've been moving in time as human beings for millennia towards things that are in many ways better, uh, central heating and insulation, great. Uh, but in terms of just developing the mind itself is a recognition that actually the mind doesn't have to be developed in that way. You're not trying to make the mind something better in the future. So the world of, of becoming in time is only pertinent to certain um, goals and aims, which are finite because everything dies anyway. 
But when we cultivate the mind, you cultivate instead of time, you cultivate space. Inner space, psychological space, depth of space, breadth of it, uh, sensitivity of it. openness of it um, warmth of it sort of cold space but an empathic sensitive space now of course you, in one way you could say this does take time to do it but actually it, it takes it does take time to keep coming out of the time bound frames into here we are when you come back to this frame of reference then you can begin to acknowledge all my hopes, my worries, my despairs, my feelings and moods are rising now. <clears throat> they have a wave-like character that pushes one onwards, pushes one out, pushing one. If we create enough space, those waves can arise and cease. <clears throat> so this is what's called um, a stream entry. Stream entry is when you've got enough psychological space to have these waves of feeling and impression arise and cease without being moved along with them doesn't mean there aren't any but they you know just, mm, you know and that's uh, that's a development that's precious instead of when you have that kind of development you've begun to get uh, a real sense of awakening of nibbana of the non going on of the non-proliferation of the non-becoming not, you know, we're not becoming anything because becoming depends upon this other fact I mentioned yesterday clinging or taking as a support you know, taking as a support or clinging, feeding on means that something reaches out in us to have a, an idea or a future, a reference to feel firmed up by. What, will, what we could be, what will we be in the future? Are we okay in the present? You know, we look around us for security, for companionship, for, aff- for a, a, affirmation, yeah. Uh, so we lean on, we look for that for support, it's understandable, but it's always trembling, it tends to slip, slip away. You know, it's like having a stick that tends to break or bend, it doesn't really give you the support because situations are, are changing, people come and go. Um, scenarios look good, rosy, and then go a bit dull and dark. Mm. Expectations are there, and then they don't quite get met. Mm. So all that, that's upadana, or clinging, or taking as a support. We take support certain feelings, perceptions, impressions, expectations of ourselves and others. And it's kind of wobbly and then we get irritated by it or depressed by it saddened by it you let me down 
But it wouldn't have let one down if one didn't actually take it as a support. stick only lets you down if you're leaning on it and it slides away if you're not leaning on it it doesn't slides away it doesn't let you down it's just well mm. this is this is so taking some weaning isn't it so so what we lean upon that leaning upon taking this as support sets up a trajectory of becoming something we feel we are we belong to the group a situation we identify with we're somewhere in our job, or our function, or our role. And in this support isn't necessarily even pleasant. You know, we can find ourselves stitched into something we find difficult, but feeling very much we are this, or oppressed by it. The duties, responsibilities, family obligations, loyalties, you know, it's stitched in. And it's not supportive necessarily in a pleasant way, but it very much firms up what we sense of self as being. And sometimes struggle around or try to get it tidied up. So then there's that movement in time, isn't there, to how make it better or change it or fix it or you know. And that that's one way, that's the way of, of world. I don't necessarily mean it's squalid, but that's that's what we do on that level of the world. But then this other development is developed in terms of space rather than time. It's just the ability to accommodate the upheavals, the changes, the new arisings, the unexpected, the disappointing, the leaving, the disagreements, you know, as well as all the good stuff. Let's not get dark about it all. But uh, to that, that ability, that accommodation, development in space... You know, we look at that very much internally in terms of what arises in one's own mind. You know, one could generally, I would see that something can come up in mind and the mind will tend to tremble with that. If it's interesting, oh, that looks good. You know, it's a kind of moving to get hold of that. Oh, that sounds, that sounds nice. Oh, interesting, curious. I have a mind that gets fascinated by ideas. So, oh, that's a nice idea. Pick that one up. Picks it up like a rugby ball, runs with it for a while. And then, oh, well, where am I? <laughs> you know, it could be a memory or a, a, a desire of some kind. Sometimes the things that run in are unpleasant ones, delightful or unpleasant ones, miserable, depressing, anxious, worried mind trembles, picks that one up. So that's the, that's the taking as a support, that's the clinging. And then he runs with it, that's the becoming. We become caught in that little piece of video movie clip for a while. And then, then where does it go? It doesn't go anywhere in itself, it just goes on and on to the next, the next, the next, like living the dream. It just rolls on from one thing to the next. But by and large, what tends to happen for meditators is it, we, it runs for a while, and then we go, what's happening? Oh, oh yeah. 
and it, it sort of stops, or you, you widen and you let it go. You run for a while with that ball, and then, oh well, you know, like, you know, somehow enables you to put it down. Some of them run for quite a while. Some of them probably going for years, decades. You know, hurts and pains that we haven't found a place to get big enough, to wide enough to really finish. You know? Because the, the putting it down, finishing it is not something, it's just a matter of a decision. But it's also, you know, if you want to, you feel you really like to put down that grudge or that resentment or that worry or that craving, yeah, that's a good beginning. But to actually do it, you need to have enough space where you've seen several things. You've experienced several things in relationship to that topic. First thing you've experienced in relation to the topic is this is going nowhere. I want to have enough of this. This is just causing me suffering. This craving, this desire, this ambition, this aversion, you know, this plan is just stressing me out. You know? So that's a kind of intellectual understanding. You get the, but then the, if you just, then it can be that wish to get rid of it, which isn't, doesn't work. You can push it down, but it pops up again. So the other steps are really much more un, unusual and unworldly, I could say, is with the, the emotional acceptance. So we feel it, feel the passion or the aversion or the anger or the despair that goes along with that. That's much less comfortable and you can't read, you know. And then beyond that you feel the energy of it, the push, the whirling, the pang, the buzz, the bright, the glowing sort of buzz of it all. What's happening in that is, is that the mind is successively staying with the topic but actually widening, widening its apprehension of that topic becoming more holistic with it. At a certain point in that process, you come to a place where it's, it's let go of. It's, uh, you've finished. You've got nothing more to say or feel about that. You found a place where it's not, the mind is not trembling or moving anymore. The meeting place. Everything else is a kind of reaction. Everything else is holding it, struggling with it, <coughs> feeling it more, becoming involved with it. <coughs> then the mind develops, widens in terms of space. You come to a, a place which is just quiet meeting. It's a different energy. So this is the possibility, this is the potential we all have. The mind can do this. When it doesn't move forward and it doesn't move back and it doesn't stand still, when we start to 
relinquish those movements of moving forward in time, moving backwards or standing still, it opens. You can't really make it open, but if you stop doing the other things, then it's almost like the the pressure of this uh, stuff running through it just starts, the mind starts to wind and open and you get a bigger picture. This is very helpful because with this we get true perspective, not just an intellectual perspective of approval or disapproval, not just an emotional perspective of feeling sad or ashamed or worried or excited, but an energetic perspective on this is moving, this is changing, this is shifting, this is spinning, and this is where it isn't doing that. There's a place which isn't doing that. There's, if you like, a dimension of mind which doesn't do that. It's not in becoming. It doesn't take a support. It doesn't need a support. It can't be supported. This is the development. So there's a, and the development, I would say, is through bearing in mind, uh, developing the, the potential to bear some bear things in mind. Eventually, what we bear in mind is the four noble truths. But our exercises are often around things like mindfulness of breathing or body or mental space, the mental state of the moment. We bear that in mind, stay with it, mindfulness, collect ourselves around it, samadhi, concentration. We become more equanimous towards it. Mm -hmm, It's like this. And probably there, all of those stages uh, seem to have taken increasingly uh, greater skill and greater persistence. You know, to even just bear something in mind as an idea, you know, just to stay with that one immediate perception of breathing in, breathing out. You know, just get that. That takes something. Mm-hmm. And to get the real feeling of that, so that you're not shifting away from the calm, the steady, the flowing of that. And then becoming, that takes some doing. And then the more sense of equanimity, spaciousness around all that. We widen, or we develop spaciousness, develop the the space sense rather than the time sense. Uh, It doesn't mean spacing out. It doesn't mean you you lose a sense of distinct focus. It doesn't mean your mind becomes blurred. It means you you have the particular theme or topic, problem, joy, breath, whatever it is, in mind. And as you're looking at that, it's rather like looking at a picture or painting and you see the detail, you know, the man standing in the river fishing and you widen it and you see the whole river, and you widen it and you see the hills, and you widen it and you see the, fr- the frame of the painting. So you just keep, but you don't lose the, the point you're focusing on, you just keep, almost like zooming, you know, until you pick up 
you know, the simple emotional mark of a whole complex thought pattern. This is regret, you know, rather than, well, I wish I did this and I shouldn't have done that and he was like that and after all it is regret in that emotional pattern. So it simplifies. Then you get widen it and you get the sense of the energetic pattern, which is uh, tightening up. All all formations tends to tightening you up in some way, constricting and contracting. Or pushing you down. Sometimes you can feel it in nervous system, like something's like running through your nerve endings, charging up. You get a sense of everything tightening and becoming more charged. And we bear that. You can bear that in mind. Mindful of that. And the less the beauty of it is, the less we. Uh, take it as a support, either believe in it or uh, get obsessed with it. We just see it's just that. It's just that. It's just that particular pressure or charge. Then the mind will widen to a place of release. A lot of our practice is just trying to find a way through that, because many of the topics that concern us, excite us, disappoint us, they have their validity in, in worldly time, the time of the world, they have validity, so we're not denying that, we're not denying the relative, but in order to handle the relative properly, in order to handle the conditioned, the daily life, the task, the issue, the personal problem, you, you know, you've got to get all your resources there. And what uh, the depth of bhavana does is it means you, you, you employ the full resource of the mind rather than just the worldly programming of the mind. The worldly programming that's become so normal that we think that's what the mind is. We think that's actually all it is. <laughs> it's just this kind of continual set of reactions and responses that are moving forward in time to this and to that, cause and effect. But there's a place outside of cause and effect. The ending of karma. This is what the Buddha was encouraging us to persist through the unsatisfied experience, which is a tough path to travel. You know, through that unsatisfied experience takes you this you know, rather ugly gate, takes us to a place of release.